Hey everybody, welcome to the In All Things podcast. It's time to see God in everything. Hello everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the In All Things podcast. My name is Mitch Frost and I'm here with Pastor Steve Markle. How are you doing today? I am doing awesome. This is a little different today. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it's two o'clock in the (laughs) afternoon. Yeah. Just has a different feel to it. Usually we record in the mornings today, just some different things got in the way. So here we are in the afternoons. We're tired. We're full because we ate lunch. Chipotle today. Chipotle was good. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it feels a little bit different. And plus we haven't been up here in a while. True. We've had... Uh, some different weeks. You were off last week. You Special didn't have guests, to be on yes, here. Yes. And then we had the live recording. That's uh, right. So yeah, it's been kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but here we are. And this is the season finale. Yes. And so we're recording earlier in November, but this is coming out the day before Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So that'll be the end. And right. then we're, we're never coming back ever. We'll, we'll, we'll decide later. (laughs) Just kidding. But we'll be back, uh, beginning of 2022, um, with brand new ideas and episodes and even guests. We have some, uh, exciting ones that we're going to be planning out here in the near future, but today's kind of the end of an era, I guess. It's kind of like, (laughs) like, I wish there was like a dramatic, um, like real of all our highlights of this season so far, you know, that'd be pretty cool. All of them. All of them, all (laughs) two. Uh, but, um, but, what has been your favorite part of this so far? I think this is episode 13, technically. Is it? I think so. I thought it was 12. Okay. All right. But anyway, what's what's been your favorite so far? Um, my favorite, favorite moments. It can be a couple. You know, I really, I really enjoyed the live one Mm -hmm. in front of the church. I really, really enjoyed that one. Um, I think back to the beginning, just getting started, that was fun. That first week when we talked about all those different uh, current events that were going on, really enjoyed that. Um, just getting into a groove with it, being able to, I, I think being able to speak to the church in the middle of the week and to all those that are listening, not mm-hmm. just our church, but just, I really have gotten to enjoy this. How about you? Yeah. I mean, same types of things. Doing it in front of a crowd was fun because it's just a lot easier to do it in a room full of people than up here in the attic with four of us. Right. Um, but yeah, that was exciting, but I think we've definitely grown a lot. Like when we started, we both were kind of like, okay, how do we do this? What do we say? Like we, it was just kind of awkward at first, I feel like. Maybe you felt differently, but I feel like the first couple ones we came off of and we were like, was that anything? Was that good? Was that terrible? Was that? And then the kind of the further we went, we were like, okay, like we're actually kind of hitting a stride here. And yeah, it, it's good. Yeah. I've enjoyed the guests. I, and I, you know, last week, even being off, I, I missed being in mm-hmm. here doing that. So I think I'm going to, we'll enjoy the month break, but we're going to also miss it. But I'm yep. looking forward to next season because we're going to dive into a lot of those questions that were being asked by the church yeah. that we didn't get to. So yep. I'm really looking forward Lots to Lots of good yeah, stuff some, coming yeah. up. Yep. So, but today we're, we're not, we're going out with a bang here. Oh, we're, we're not right. going to, sounds good. We're not going to just like mosey around and, Oh, that's the end. No, no we're going to do it. Nope. So, um, there's a lot of things happening in our world right now. So I want to talk about a couple of those things um, first. So first and foremost, I feel like we have to talk about the Travis Scott um, tragedy. So if anybody doesn't know about this, Travis Scott is a rapper. He's been around for a long time at this point. Very, very, very popular. Uh, And pretty much every year he took off for COVID as everybody did, but he puts on a big music festival called Astro World Festival. It happens in Texas. Um, And this year was uh, one of the biggest that they were ever going to have. And so put it on, uh, sold it out. I don't know how many people, but insane amount of people sold, bought tickets. Um, And 
from the get-go that morning, I think people, the gates opened at like 9 a.m. So it was an all-day thing. Uh, and from the get-go that morning, you could kind of tell from the statements that have come out about it that things were not going to go great. Okay. Um, people broke through barriers, broke in past security. And so as the concert began and the day began, they were way over capacity. Uh, there was thousands and thousands and thousands of people there, people who didn't pay, people who paid a lot. It was just a big mix of people, lots of famous people involved um, coming to see this music festival, all of that. Um, long story short, once Travis Scott took the stage around 9 p.m., um, the pit, it was just an open field. It wasn't a stadium. It wasn't an arena, anything right. like that. But the pit got so congested and so tight from people in anticipation, waiting all day, whatever you want to call it, um, to the point of people are now saying it was so tight that um, lips were blue. You couldn't breathe. You were suffocating. You'd put your hand up to cheer it. You couldn't put it back down. All of these types of things. And then what happened was because of the immense pressure of the people pushing from the back, um, it was kind of, they called it a, a crowd surge. It's happened before, but not to this level. Right. But everybody kind of fell forward, hit the barriers in the front, fell backwards, knocked people over. And then what happened, and it happened so quick and so drastically that people didn't even notice. But now there was layers of people under people who were standing and there was literal human sinkholes happening in the midst of this pit because of the continuous pressure of how big this crowd was and the just the energy and the excitement of the crowd. Long story short, um, eight people are dead. Multiple people um, are on critical life support at this point, and hundreds and hundreds have come forward with brain injuries and damage and all of those types of things. Um, the youngest that I've heard of is a nine-year-old boy okay. who was there with his dad, um, and he got trampled by the crowd when this started to happen, and the dad lifted him up, and you could just see this bloody little boy, and he was trying to get him to safety, um, and he is on life support right now. Uh, the youngest death is 14 years old, sure. and this is now being called the greatest concert tragedy in history. So uh, what are your thoughts on something like this? Yeah, I saw the pictures on the news of the eight that have been confirmed dead, and tragedy is a good word to describe it, obviously. Uh, I mean, the first thought is complete security failure. Yeah. Uh, whatever they had set up for that was way under capacity in terms of security, mm -hmm. so they didn't plan for this. He has a track record of having issues at mm -hmm. concerts like this, but nothing to this level. Yeah, um, It's appalling that parents would take their young kids to that concert. Just knowing enough about him and mm -hmm. this music, it's not a good place for kids. Um, but, you know, after coming off of COVID, it's like everybody's pent up with this desire to get back to normal and mm -hmm. go to concerts. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that had anything to do with the surge. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's a continuing story in the news. I mean, the parts that I heard about that he just kept on playing mm -hmm. and playing and there was an ambulance picking up a dead body in the middle of the pit in front of him. And he told everybody to flip off the, mm -hmm. the, the, uh, the emergency people. Yeah. I mean, just unbelievable stuff. And of course now he's probably saying he didn't know mm -hmm. how bad it was and he's refunding everybody's tickets and paying for funerals oh, that's another thing okay. he's come forward today so. oh, well that's great yeah i mean you know like yeah i have i mean i have no real patience for that just yeah. understanding that it could have been stopped some way it could Somehow, have been prevented because yeah. we've we were talking the other day about this and we we know many of the times we've seen concerts where there's been something bad going on and mm -hmm. And big name artists have just stopped mm -hmm. in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not something you have to continue to do. Lives matter. 
So I don't know. It's just, I don't know what else to say. It's tragedy. Yeah, it is. And now there's all those mixed reviews of, did he know? Did he not know? There's pretty, um, you know, hard videos to watch that have come out of people in front, second row, screaming at him, screaming bloody murder to stop the show. People are dying. People are dying. And, but you know, do we know as a matter of fact that he knew? I don't know. And, And now there's reports of he left the concert Went to Dave and Buster's, Went right? To a party, <laughs> because, I heard it. After because they party, had an after yes. party, showed up ready to go, and and they were like, "Do you not know what's going on?" And he was like, "Oh, what?" And so, is that true? Is that not true? I don't we know. don't know. Um, but it is either way. Like you said, it's a tragedy. Yes, yeah. I mean, there's got to be a lot of people held accountable for this. Yeah. Tons of lawsuits are coming, but oh, yeah. it doesn't bring people back to life. No, and, it doesn't. So. But yeah, I've been watching yeah, yeah, some of the, the testimony videos yeah. of people who were there, and it just sounds horrific. It just sounds yeah, very it, scary. It is, yeah. People I are mean, calling I'm, it a day in hell, is yeah, what I yeah, keep reading. Yeah, I mean, um, and then the, just the claustrophobic feelings. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> that, I can't imagine. No. I mean, I've been close to people in concerts and other places, and I can handle it a little bit, but that just sounds... Yeah. Unbelievable. Lots of conspiracy theorists have come out, of course, about it. Um, All of their advertising and his advertising leading up to it is very demonic and very satanic and very um, a lot about people dying, honestly. And so there's lots of things of conspiracy theories that he kind of wanted something like this to happen. Do we know that for sure? (laughs) I mean, no, I I can't make those accusations, but there's something that's very strange about it because, Mm -hmm. you know, with all the technology there is today and the in-ear monitors and all the ways that they can get messages to him. His crew, it's almost like they just did it anyway, didn't care. Yeah, That's right. what it comes across to us. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, going along with the theme of our show, <laughs> okay. how, how can God be seen in something as tragic, horrible, horrific, horrendous as this? It's a, tra- you know, it's a In all one. things, God works together for the good of those who love him, mm. who are called according to his purpose. How, uh, you know. There's so much that is negative about that event. There's mm-hmm. so much going on there that's just wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the end, it's now the recovery period. And what, what can people do? What can people who are believers in Jesus do to minister to those people that mm-hmm. are hurting? I mean, there's the funerals. There's times for yeah. people to hurt. And God can, in tragedy, we've seen that all the time, how God mm-hmm. can work in tragedy and bring people to him. Um, but, you know, people act in sinful ways. People act out of control and... And sometimes things happen that are just awful. It's not like God mm-hmm. wanted that to happen, but right. gives us a free will and people act and then yeah. there's repercussions. Yeah, I think a misconception that could be had with, an, with a show like this and calling it in all things is people can think, so you think that God planned that tragedy to happen so that uh, glory would be brought to him? Well, no, not necessarily, right? No, of course but, not. He didn't. Um, no, he didn't, but that doesn't mean he can't somehow be seen in the midst of what's to come now that it's over, right? right. It's, and right. we don't know what's going to happen. This is very real. It happened a couple right. days ago. Well, you know? yeah, right. And by the time so, people are listening to this, it's been two more weeks, so right. there's a lot so, more that will probably have come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're right now it's November 10th, so it was this okay. past weekend. So there's right. uh, there's it's very fresh. There's right. lots of things that are going to come out yeah. of it. But either way, it's it's horrible, and it's yeah, something that a lot read, of people The more you read more you hear about, about it, it, the more sickening it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. In yeah. um, a lighter conversation. That sounds good. Uh, another big thing happening in our world is the rebranding of Facebook. Yes. Uh, and and all of the apps that they own, Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, a couple other big ones. Yes. And some big ones coming out, um, all owned by Facebook, which is now called Meta. Meta, uh, right. Facebook will still have its name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Facebook, apps, but yes. the, the parent company is going to be Meta, yes. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg is yes. still in charge. Yes. He's an interesting dude. I don't know if you know much about oh, him. I did watch that movie. that The was Social made. Network? Yes. That's a great movie. It really opened my eyes up a lot. But, it, yeah. um, 
he's just interesting. Like he is. some of his, yeah. he's just kind of quirky, but he he's is. a genius. He's he's very very smart. He's rich. Um, <laughs> he's rich, but so, yeah. So that the company that owns all of those apps is right. now changing to Meta, uh, which I don't think is really anything more than just kind of their new phase of of branding, rebranding, and, and I like think that. you know so that the it's so obvious then there's a there's one company that owns multiple rather yeah. than Facebook owns this. Yeah, right. I get it. But have you heard about the metaverse? I've heard. I what don't know. have you heard about? I, I it? really. So me. this is kind of like their future idea for what's to come with social okay. media and technology. So just to, yet again, you can read about it, watch about it. There's lots out there. People are talking about it. It's probably not going to happen super soon, but it is their goal for the future. Um, they're in the process of creating the metaverse, which is essentially um, you'll have a pair of glasses. I know this has been talked about for a long okay. time, but they're actually doing it. You'll have a pair of glasses. Um, and you'll be able to, they look very normal, very like it would be like your okay. normal glasses. Okay. But you can um, play video games in a virtual reality world. You can work, you can uh, social network, you can do all of these things, but it's going to be almost like, if we're being honest, a virtual reality world. Okay. That, that's what they're attempting to create. Um, the Some of the promos that they've put out of what it's going to look like if they do it right is pretty interesting. Uh, I wonder how much is going to come to fruition because they have ads of people, you know, like you and me, let's say I'm working from home one day. Okay. I put on my glasses and I'd be sitting there and I'd type in the air like this on my keyboard and send you something. And you'd say, oh, you want to hop in a meeting with me? I'd say, yeah. And then you'd be sitting right in front of me, but I would actually be at home. And so Virtually, we, you'd see yeah. me. It would be like you'd see me right there. Right. Like we are right now. Yep. Yep. Okay. So there's okay. that kind of stuff. There's like in, in the world of gaming, like you could do a 3v3 basketball tournament with people all over the globe and you're actually working out, shooting, having the ball, all this stuff, but you're in your living room. So it's it's kind it's, of crazy. Um, like you know, every, every um, I don't know, every few years, it's like we think, what else could be discovered? What new invention could there be? Because yeah. when I think back to when I was a kid, I would have never believed what we have now. Mm-hmm. And yet I think what's left and yeah. yet... There's more. There's more. And and I think if there's a company that could pull off something as massive as this, it's probably going to be the the meta, the Facebook people that have <laughs> yeah. all the money, right? Right. Um, but it is, I think, something worth talking about. Let's say that the metaverse does happen and there's okay. this new virtual reality world that you can live in. What are some pros and cons that come with technology developing to that point? Because I think, um, like you just said, we never would have imagined that technology would be here. Uh, and it kind of seems like, okay, where else can they really go with this? iPhone comes out with the same iPhone every year. So where else are they going right. to? But they're they're finding new things and new ways sure. to do technology and social media. And their whole ploy and marketing scheme for this metaverse is that it's actually going to connect more people than it is. Because um, the big fear is, oh, well, we're just going to be separated all the time then because everything's virtual. And their big thing is, no, actually, you're going to be more connected because of how real it's going to be. Right. So I don't know. I, don't know. I, I, I really don't know. It sounds like maybe just making things simpler that we already do. I mean, mm-hmm. like we FaceTime, you know, we have Zoom meetings, we have all those things so we can have them without having to have another device. Right. So some of it's taking away the extra steps to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, what else could you do? I mean, I, so I don't know how else can if you if you watch I, mean, I can look at you stuff, right here, crazy. but if you're not with me, I can hold my phone and right. look. But if I could just wear glasses and do mm-hmm. it, is that I guess that's a little bit of an advantage? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, but I think uh, in the world of gaming and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. they're trying to develop a literal world that doesn't exist in our world. Um, and and for me initially, it, it's cool. 
It sounds like something out of a movie. <laughs> Have you ever right. seen or heard of the movie Ready, Ready Player One? It yes, sounds just yes, like yes. that. Right. Um, and that's kind of what really what they're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there could be a lot of negative to it as well, because I think the negative side of it is, is you're taking people even more so out of face to face. You're taking people even more so out of yeah. the real world. So right. I don't know. Yeah, I think not, it's dangerous. I'm not a gamer, but right. like my son plays and he now when he's playing a game with somebody in line, he also has his phone set up. Right. So they're FaceTiming at the same time as they're playing each other. So mm-hmm. I guess somewhere there's a connection there too. Yeah. I don't know. There's all kind know. of things you got to watch and read about it. It's uh, crazy. Like you can build your own house and then that represents everything that you are in the metaverse and you go there and hang out with people. And it's, it's like a second world. That yeah. You're living that's in. what they're trying to do. So yeah. I remember Dwight did that on the office. He had like, <laughs> what did he call it? I don't remember the name for that episode. Are you guys listening over there? Okay. No. All right. <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah, I, I briefly remember that episode yeah, of The Office. Yeah, but yeah. it's going to be real. Yeah. So Dwight is, uh, he's pulling it off, I guess. I guess. I mean, years ago. Yeah. yeah. He's but um, that's that's all great. Yeah. Uh, technology's awesome. Yeah. I and, and I think that uh, if the metaverse ever does come out, cool. I think it could have some awesome things to it. But I think there is a dangerous side to it as well, like I said. Um, and so let's shift gears completely. Okay. Because in a world that's continuing to speed up, in a world that's continuing to provide more and more ways out of the real world, mm-hmm. if we're being honest, especially something like the metaverse, right. as cool and forward thinking as it is, um, it also is removing us from real things, real people, real mm-hmm. conversations, real relationships, which I think is a very big danger. Um, and so you and I, I know you finished it last night. There's a really famous book out right now called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Very popular. By John Mark Comer, mm-hmm. uh, who is, he used to be a pastor in Portland, Oregon, but he is no longer a pastor. He's just more of an author and writer and right. those kinds of things. Um, and he wrote a whole book looking at essentially the spiritual discipline of Sabbath, right? Would you? Right. I mean, what, how would you sum that book up to, to people? I mean, Sabbath, I think, is a big part of it. I think it's all about obviously eliminating hurry. So it's slowing down. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, he had, um, I guess he took half the book to build his case. And then he gave four different particular areas that we should experience. Yeah. And Sabbath was one of the four. Yep. And the word Sabbath means stop. It right. literally means stop. And so he brought out some things about time that I never really thought about mm-hmm. and about, um, the lack of sleep that we get, the lack of rest, all those things. I mean, really great ideas. And I, I, I highly recommend the book. Also with the understanding of everybody's living in their own unique world. And so he has been able to do some things in his own life. And we can't just make excuses and say we can't do them. But there's things that are just yeah. unique to him. And so you know, you read a book like that, you're like, oh, man, I can't do all that. Well, you can't. Nobody can. Mm-hmm. He can because he wrote it. And yeah. I think he's living it out. Some yeah. of it I'm like, really? Are you really doing that? Right. Um, but there's a, I mean, there was a ton of things that stood out to mm-hmm. me in that. But I think the whole idea of it is really interesting. Yeah. And just his... Um, the way he built the um, the first several chapters talking about time mm-hmm. and how we view time and how God views time and how time was back in the garden up through when we actually got electricity and mm-hmm. had lights at night and how different it was because when it got dark, what did people do? They went to sleep. sleep. <laughs> and then when it got light, they woke up. So they slept yeah. like a lot more than we did. They mm-hmm. got more sleep. So it's just a whole different ballgame yeah. that we live in. One thing I love about uh, his approach to that conversation is he 
he's very logical and he's very good at providing facts and data for all of the things about how our generation and the world has just kind of sped up as a whole. Um, but his book and kind of taking this stance of how we need to actually eliminate hurry and things like that in our life has kind of spurred a big conversation in the church. Uh, Craig Rochelle did, I don't know the name of the series, but he did it basically an entire series recently based on this idea. He referenced Comer a lot. Um, and just lots of people are starting to have this conversation and figure out how real is this? How relevant is this? Is this necessary? This whole idea of slowing down and turning off and all these things. So, um, as we get ready to wrap up this season and take a month and a half off really from doing uh, a routine like this, I thought it'd be fun to talk about, um, how real we think that is and how relevant we think that idea is of slowing down, disconnecting all of those different types of things. Um, there's a podcast and a church that you and I listen to and, and reference sometimes of, it's called Battle Ready, but it's based out of Mosaic Church in LA, California. Uh, the pastor's name is Erwin McManus. They did an episode last week, actually, this book is I think almost two years old, Um, but they did an episode last week just now talking about the ruthless elimination of hurry, and I didn't really agree with their approach. I don't know if you listened to this episode. I did not hear that one, no. Um, But right off the bat, they introduced this book and what it's all about, blah, 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 and they say, yeah, I think that's a really great thing to add to the table, but we're busy. So it's not really relevant. That's really the approach yeah, that they you know, take. I, I, I hear. I, I, I want to listen to their take on it because I yeah. really enjoy their podcast. And yeah. I told you the other day I was driving on our uh, down the down the road at ninety seven point one on here locally sports talk mm-hmm. radio, and the beginning of nine o'clock hour, James Laronitis was on there. He's a regular um, on there, and he was just saying that he just arrived in New Jersey to call a game on Saturday. And he said, man, it has been crazy since I've got here. He said, I'm not living according to my new favorite book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I thought, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. So he's reading it. It's getting out there. A lot yeah, of people, because people know that there's something not right about mm-hmm. the pace. Mm-hmm. He goes extreme in the book. He does. And I think that's probably what Irwin's saying uh, in his podcast. I mean, like there's some good stuff there. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I, like I mentioned to my wife, I said, you, you'd read this. She goes, I'll probably get frustrated because I can't right. do all these things. I said, yeah, if you think of it that way. Mm-hmm. But if you glean from it what you can apply to your life, I think that can be the good thing. Yeah. Um, because it's very challenging. I mean, the whole connecting it to our previous conversation, connecting it to the whole technology advancement mm-hmm. conversation. I think, like he, he's not anti-technology, right. but he is. I mean, pretty close. Yeah. You know, like we all say, like let's put our phones away at night. You know, before we go to bed, let's not look at them. You yeah. know, I have, you know, we talked about this before, putting them on do not disturb from, mm-hmm. I do from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. But he's like, our whole family puts our phones in a in a basket at yeah. five o'clock in the, you know, yeah. before dinner. Yeah. And they don't pick them up till nine the next day or something yeah. like that. And I'm like, what if there's an emergency? I mean, right. you know, there's a lot of questions I have. There's yeah. a lot of things. It was just so many things he says that are extreme. And maybe that's how he's living. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to doubt it, but... Not everybody can, not very few can do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think it's still, uh, I don't agree with the approach from the other extreme of, well, Jesus lived that way, but we're busy in the 21st century, so I don't know if I need to practice these things. Because that's the, that's the approach. I, I want you to listen to that episode because yeah, I do the approach to. that they take is very much like, yeah, that's a nice idea, but it's never going to work, so I'm not going to do any of it. Well, and I, I, I don't agree with okay, that side either. Yeah, because the truth is, would Jesus be the exact same if he was here now today? You, are you saying, I mean, he's not going to walk. He's going right. to use transportation that yeah. is available. Yeah. So we're saying, well, Jesus was very, you know, slow, walk through the crowds. Well, okay, but that's their mode of transportation back mm-hmm. then. I, and, I, you know, how, how did, you know, Jesus dress? Well, I mean, 
he dressed the way they did then. Mm -hmm. You know, there was something in the book about, you know, he was saying be simple. One of his big points is simplicity. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't, I'm going to say being a minimalist, but Mm -hmm. the idea of like, we have way too much in our closets. Let's just go get rid of a bunch of clothes. And we shouldn't have so many. And he, he says he has three three outfits for each season. I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. He wears like a gray sweatshirt every three days a week. You know. Well, like you said, he he's kind of the extremist. He's the leading right. voice of this approach to life. And right. I think his even his conversation to simplicity, yes, for him it's clothes. But right. for us, it's I, I think it's bigger than that. It's kind of all of the possessions that we have. We could simplify a lot. Absolutely. Right? So I, know, I think that's I know, kind of the bigger. Like, but yet again, convicting. glean what you can from it's the convicting. points he's It's making. convicting, you know, about purchasing and the purchases that we make. And if we didn't, make them how much we could do with that money Mm -hmm. for other people. And there's so much conviction there. I mean, absolutely. But this is 2021. Mm -hmm. So I'm probably going to fall somewhere in between what Erwin said and he is saying, because there's just, you know, and then what realistic things can we do to slow down? Right. And and, uh, that live podcast episodes that we did the two weeks ago or three weeks ago at this point, I don't know, Mm -hmm. um, here at Sycamore, we collected questions for two weeks straight and I got multiple questions about this idea of Sabbath. And so that's even more so why I wanted to have a conversation like this today. So I have four words and I just want to kind of come together and give our approaches to each of these things. I have rest, disconnecting, quiet time, and Sabbath. So I want to talk about these four things. We'll go one by one um, and just talk about maybe some of our personal ways that we approach each of these different things. They're not exactly what John Mark Comer says. We're not ripping off his book or anything, but it definitely started us kind of thinking and talking about these things. So with the first one of rest, um, how do you feel like you rest personally? Very personal. Um, What do you feel like? What things recharge you? What things kind of make you feel rested? What do you think? Sleep. Well, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, I don't think that was the answer you're going for. Um, How many hours do you sleep a night? Uh, about, well, depends on the night. That's a <laughs> tough question. I want to say seven. Okay. That's not on bad. a good night. Yeah. You know, and not more than that typically. I think as I've gotten older, it's like my body won't let me sleep mm-hmm. longer than that. So about seven on a good night. Um, and then, then you know, um, taking some somewhat natural type of things to help mm-hmm. uh, with sleep. That's something I do. Because when you don't have a restful night of sleep, the mm-hmm. next day is miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, but rest, what else? Um, you know, relaxing um, at home, watching mm-hmm. a show with my wife, um, on the, you know, having a day off every week, mm-hmm. try not to do too much, not mm-hmm. fill it with activities that are not fun. Mm-hmm. No, I think doing fun things are rest can be restful yeah. for your soul. And yeah. So um, I don't know. The, I don't I don't know that there's anything dramatic to say about rest vacations are important. Family vacation. Yeah, those are like the big rest moments. Yes. Yeah. Like having those I think are so important. I think the people that don't get away and do those or you only go away for one day or mm-hmm. two. You know, I, I always hear people saying, you know, a week isn't enough. Well, in the real world, it's hard to, you know, many not many people can take a two or three week vacation. Mm-hmm. But what about you? Um, especially this time of year, walking outside. Mm-hmm. I love walking outside mm-hmm. in the fall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sleep, obviously, uh, watching TV, movies, that kind of stuff, just very restful to me. Um, playing games with people, friends, mm-hmm. family. I yeah. love that. That really recharges me. So yeah, I would say those kind of things, um, make me feel rested. Right. What about disconnecting from the world? So I think kind of my thought of having this type of word in there is more about literally stepping away from maybe technology, social media, that kind of stuff. Do you have anything, any practice in your life or anything that you do that? Besides what I just mentioned, I, 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 you know, from 10 p.m. to 
6 a.m. Uh, that's not good enough, though. Yeah. I don't feel I feel convicted about this one. When I read this part in his book, when he mm-hmm. talked about it, I, I felt convicted because I know that I am somewhat addicted to my phone. He, he said to get rid of email from your phone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he said get rid of um, all your social media from your phone. Only look at it on your computer. Yeah, on the internet browser, yeah. On your internet browser. <laughs> and he said do it at, like once a day. Yeah, there's people I know that do that. I though. know, I know, so they, I know. They I have know. that discipline. They have, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then he even said as far as like checking messages, check them at nine in the morning and four in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I'm something crazy. I'm like, right. okay, <laughs> but who does that? I yeah. mean, like, uh, so I, I like some of those ideas. Um, I feel, I don't know, it's hard to be disconnected from our phones. Mm-hmm. Like it is. And I think that's a problem. Um, not sure exactly how to grow. We, we you know, for dinner, we put them aside. Unless we're like in a situation where we're waiting for an important call or something mm-hmm. when we're having a family dinner or we're at a restaurant talking, fl- put them over here, turn them over. Let's have conversation. Mm-hmm. So that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about you? For me – more of the disconnection will come when we talk about Sabbath in a moment. But yeah. um, one thing that I just kind of have to keep on myself about is once I go home, I, I try not to open my work email at all, um, do anything like that. Right. So that's one thing that just for me personally, I try to do. Right. Like I have plenty of time in the office to an- handle the amount of emails that I receive. So right. I try to, you know, disregard a lot of that stuff when I'm at home and just be home. Right. Um, and so in terms of disconnection, besides what I'll share in a moment, that's typically what I do. Um, it's just kind of like, okay, I'm going to disconnect literally from work that especially ministry can very easily follow you home. Um, and so right. I try not to do that too much, but yeah, I think too, we need to, you know, and we're talking as pastors, but I think too, everybody's life's different. Some people's jobs require them Mm-hmm. to have their work email on there mm-hmm. and they have to check it and right. they have to be available. So so for them, maybe disconnection looks different. It, it does. Be it's not media, the same for each other. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So what about quiet time? Um, what do you have in place as a quiet time? Or I th- what does he call it in the book? Isol- no, what does he call it? Uh, solitude and solitude. Silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So silence. What do you have uh, in place for that? I mean, for me, like we talked about, I mean, I think it's more than like just a devotional time. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes... Um, we equate the two, which mm-hmm. they can be in the same arena. I mean, but I liked how he talked about this of having a time where you're just quiet and you're not reading. You're just mm-hmm. listening, just meditating, just yeah. thinking. We don't have thinking space in right. our lives. And so I like that. And mm-hmm. sometimes you know, a jog is really good for that. Uh, it's, you know, and maybe there, maybe I do have some music, worship music playing in my ears, but. You know, really just time in my mind goes all different kinds of places. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I really like that. Mm-hmm. You can really hear God again. Um, you know, sometimes just like even in the office, and I know some of us do this, we'll go with our iPads or laptops to a different part of the building just mm-hmm. to get out of the office. And just sometimes I'm just sitting somewhere else being quiet. And quiet time can mean that because mm-hmm. there's so much noise. There's constantly in, in front of a computer, in front of a phone, there's just constant. Mm-hmm. And so I think... Those are some things. Um, I feel like you know, I need more of that, you know, like yeah. just more downtime mm-hmm. to not be, not be thinking, not be processing, not be watching another show or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. This is a big struggle for me um, because I'm always going from one thing to one thing to one thing and it might be really good things, right. but I'm always filling my mind and my ears with something. And there's always a book to read, a podcast <laughs> to listen to, something to do. Yes. Uh, and it's also my personality type, but right. um, I'm just always doing something, searching for something. And sometimes I'm just like, wait, when's the last time, literally the last time that I've just 
done nothing. And right. like, I don't know. So yeah, I know. That's, that's a big struggle for yeah. me. Um, Does that mean like not even having conversation with any other person being by yourself? Is that what it means to you? I think so. Yeah. When he talks about this idea of silence and solitude, I feel like that's your kind of carved out time of just literally disconnection, just you and God and just kind of even even quieting your own thoughts and just listening. Right. I, I feel like that's one thing that's yeah. so, it's so hard for us to do. It is. And it is. I, I struggle with it I big mean, time. true confession. I was talking about you the other day with the V and I said, how in the world does he watch as many shows and listen to many podcasts and read as many books? And I mean, it's just and wa- listens to his new music and like he. I said, I don't how he does it. It's all the time. And he sleeps. You sleep too. I sleep good. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I was like, wow, because um, yeah. it's impressive. But but it's not all something to be proud of. No, it's sometimes not. it's too much. And, right. And right. Sometimes like right. I have to like literally like step away and be like, okay, I have to be quiet because my mind and just doesn't let me. Well, I think too, like we can become overly informed, mm-hmm. and we don't even have enough time to. Think through what we're learning. Process, yeah. How we pro- like? Okay, we can listen and, and read and do so much, but then are we processing it mm-hmm. and applying it to our lives in a way that's practical, that's helpful? Yeah. So I think that's what thinking space can do for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, like let me just think. Sometimes even in that quiet time, thinking space, I like to have a pad of paper or my moleskin or whatever to write in, yeah. like random thoughts God gives me. Sometimes it's a new sermon idea. Sometimes it's just a random thought that never mm-hmm. becomes anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's interesting to go back and look at those sometimes. Yeah. Like, okay, what was I thinking? Mm-hmm. Because I haven't been able to think. Right. Sometimes I just feel like you can't think because yeah. you just have all this pressure and you got to, you know, every week there's stuff you got to get done. Mm-hmm. And then like thinking time, thinking space. Yeah. Like earlier this year, we did a series at the well. It's probably one of my favorites that we've we've done called A Quiet Place. Um, and we talked about, you know, all the, the scripture that talks about Jesus withdrawing to a quiet mm-hmm. place to be alone and talk to God. And um, for the three weeks we did that series, we had a challenge of every day throughout the week, have five minutes of silence and the leader students, me included, we all tried it and man, like it was awesome. And I'm, and now I'm in this moment of like, well, I haven't done that in months. Why don't I do that? You know, I'm just always filling myself up with something new. What's so, the first thing you do when you get in your car? Uh, I turn on a podcast. Yeah, music. Right. yeah. First thing. Yeah. Right. And like, you know, if we just took like, if we had 10 minute drives to work or whatever, what if we're just quiet? Mm-hmm. I've done that a few times by accident because yeah. I had so much on my mind and I was like, I didn't even turn the radio on. Yeah. Whoa. And that was, you know, that was actually it's what relieving. I needed to do. Yeah. 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 It feels good. So last kind of big word I have here is Sabbath, which mm-hmm. is a big one. Um, but let's talk about it for a moment. Um, what you've been in ministry a lot longer than I have. Um, what has kind of been the approach to Sabbath from maybe years or different church traditions, context you've been in, how have you seen the Sabbath kind of play out? Yeah, it does play out differently for pastors because it's uh, Sunday's a work day Mm -hmm. for the most part. I mean, you're worshiping, but you're on duty. And so that doesn't work as a Sabbath day because Sabbath means rest and Mm -hmm. stop doing what you're doing. And Mm -hmm. so I think um, for me and for you and for anybody in ministry, usually you have another day off during the week, like a Monday or a Friday. Most churches give their staff off. We're off on Friday here. So that's nice. Um, Get all your work done and then have off Friday. So Friday and um, try to keep that day set apart to to relax and do things that I want to do. But it doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. But I try to um, at least half the day, at least part of the day. Because if I fill it up with just other things, then I don't feel like I've recovered. Unless those things are life-giving. Unless those yeah, things are right. fun and things I want to do. Right. So um, the yeah. big misconception that a lot of people have on the Sabbath is that it's a day where you're supposed to – lock yourself in a closet and read your Bible and that's it, right? right. Like there's right. kind of this misconception that it's just like, 
oh, I can't do anything today because it's Sabbath, right? And it's kind of, that's that's not exactly true. It's more of this idea of a day of worship and prayer and things that fill you up. That's kind of the point of the Sabbath, right? right. Um, and so that, that kind of misconception makes it a little bit more interesting because then it's like, oh, wait, you know, reading a book I really like or going for that walk or that jog or spending time with those people I love, that's that's life-giving, that's restful, that's, you know, so it kind of challenges the way that, I I mean, I remember, I'm only 22, but growing up hearing the Ten Commandments, the Sabbath's in there, right, and hearing these different things, I mean, like, what is that? Like, I don't, I don't think we practice that anymore. I don't think that's really a thing, you know? Um, but the more that you get into it and realize what it's supposed to be, it's kind of interesting. It's, I mean, God start, started it before the 10 commandments, right? Mm-hmm. With the yeah. seven days of creation on the seventh day he rested. He didn't rest because he got tired. Yeah. He was really, t- <laughs> I was a lot of work. So yeah, we've heard that joke before, haven't we? We've all said it, but the truth is, I mean, that is an example for us. And then he commanded us to remember yeah. it. So I think that we, we don't, necessarily do a good job of that. It's hard. Um, those that are not in ministry that are, you know, most of the world, mm-hmm. they can go to church and worship on Sunday and use that day as a day of rest and worship. Mm-hmm. I, I think it used to be like growing up, it's like that was the day you could go to grandma's house for a family dinner and hang out with family, hang out and just relax. And it was a, it was a good day. Um, and, but a lot of things have changed in our world, you know, travel sports, people have, Weekend tournaments all the time. It's hard to find that time mm-hmm. for Sabbath. Mm-hmm. So I think you carve it out. Like um, one of the things, uh, I think you think about the um, Hebrew Sabbath was would begin in the evening mm-hmm. and go to the like with dinner Friday yep. night all the way through Saturday mm-hmm. dinner. So a little bit maybe that works in a different way. You could you know that's yep. what you do kind yes. of try uh, to. So uh, that's actually what I was kind of saving because I for the last two weeks. So I've only been doing this for two weeks, Okay, but my Display. goal is to do it for the rest of the year um, and just see how I feel about it. And so what I've been doing two weeks is starts Friday night at dinner. So Friday night. Yep. Okay. And it goes through Saturday, early afternoon to evening. Okay. And so it's basically 24 hours. And so what it looks like for me is on Friday, which is our day off, Right. I will do all of the chores around the house, everything that needs to be done. So right. that Lexi, when she gets home from work, because she works on Friday because she has a normal job, right. uh, when she right. gets home from work, those things are done. So I right. make it easier for her to rest with me. Um, and then what I do is 5 o'clock, um, I have a preset do not disturb thing that happens, goes on my phone at 5 o'clock, it's scheduled, and only certain people, the notifications come through. All social media notifications, email notifications, all of that is blocked, and I try to basically only use my phone for communication. Only use my phone for making plans for that kind of stuff. Besides that, I, I'm not on my phone at all. And so from that, from Friday at five, yep, until, until Saturday, Saturday at evening. Five. So I don't charge right. my phone that night. I don't have to do anything because I don't need it. Okay. And so for those 24 hours, I I read, I watch TV, I go for walks, I go to the gym sometimes, I hang out, I, we make plans with people that you know are life giving to us. We do all of those things right. for that it's pretty short amount of time compared to the rest of the time in a week. Right. Um, but I've done it for two weeks now and it's pretty awesome. Wow. Uh, I, I got to admit the three of us in this room want to know if we're one of the numbers that gets through. Um, yes, I think you all are actually. Okay, so all right, that's that's really important. Um, but, <laughs> so, but no, I, that's awesome. Yeah. I think, you know, and from week to week that will work and some mm-hmm. weeks it won't obviously, yeah. but different things going on in life. But yeah. Right. Yeah. That's cool. But it's, it's been pretty, pretty cool so far. And it's yeah. just something that personally I wanted to be challenged by. So I've tried to start doing, but right. starting it with a big meal on Friday night is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's like, like, you know, that's a really easy way to be thankful and think about how 
lucky we are to be in America and all the things. And then going to sleep early, sleeping in, no alarms, getting up on Saturday. Like it's, it's awesome. So yeah, that's great. I like it. And then come Saturday when that, you know, 24 time, 24 hour period is is up. It's like, okay, let's get ready for Sunday morning. Is there anything around the house that needs done? You know, that kind of stuff. But yeah. That's so good. That's yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, but that's good. I mean, it'll it'll evolve different times of your life. And have yeah. kids one day and whatever they're involved in, mm-hmm. because Saturday will be a big day for, you know, sports and yep. whatever family activities. But that can be yeah. life giving. That can be fun. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's not Sabbath. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we've talked a lot of our personal, yeah, back and forth here and our different takes on these. This idea of slowing down and resting and all of that. So. What would you say to people listening, people who don't have ministry jobs, people who but are still living in the same world as us with technology and fast pace and burnout and all of those different types of things? Um, what's something they can take away from this conversation that we just had? What, would you, what do you think? Yeah, I think, um, one, um, f- figure out some way to observe some sort of Sabbath every week. Mm. It may not be 24 hours straight. Maybe there's just you look at your schedule and there's not, but work at it. Make it a priority to figure something out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, include maybe it's, you know, Saturday night through Sunday morning through the afternoon. You know, you're mm-hmm. this is what we're going to do. We're going to go to church on Sunday morning, but on Saturday night we're going to put our phones away. We're going to disconnect. We're going to be a family if you're a family, you know, mm-hmm. whoever's listening. And we're going to do that until, you know, the middle of the afternoon on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Figure that out. Right. Um, you know, the holidays are coming up. So disengage from people you don't need to be engaged with and engage with the people that are in your life that are most yeah. important, your family, your yeah. friends, whoever you're with, like be fully present. Um, if you're a game playing family, like we are enjoy that and don't be checking your phone and seeing what everybody else is doing on social media during that time. Mm-hmm. You know, I know a lot of people that have done that very thing of taking Instagram off their phone for a while, taking mm-hmm. a break from that. Maybe that's what you should do. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need to see what everybody's decorations look like. Right. I mean, you can go online and do that. You can go on your computer, I mean, and do that. But there's just different things that you can do. But be honest about it. Be honest with yourself. You know, be honest about how much time you're wasting and how much in a hurried pace you are. And you're not, I think just stepping back and enjoying life at a slower pace is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And we can make ourselves do that. It's just some funny things that uh, we were just talking before about some of the things in the book. We don't agree with every example that he has, but like the funny things about slowing down, like get in the line at the store that's the longest line mm-hmm. and don't be on your phone. Talk to people and right. see what happens. Right. Like sometimes I've, I've found myself when I do that and I talk to the cashier and ask them about their life and how their day is, I know I I felt like my kids cringe, mm-hmm. but actually people appreciate like being talked to like yeah. a human being. Yeah, those type of things get you know driving the speed limit. I'm like, wow, that's different. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> you don't go under it because you'll make people mad. You'll make people mad if you go the speed limit right. these days. But still, like just slowing down, leaving the radio off a little bit. I mean, there's so many things we've talked about that we do, mm-hmm. but I think go back to biblical. It's like God said. It's like it's weird, isn't it? When you think about the Ten Commandments, you think about what they're all about, and they're about the first four about not having any other gods, and then there's, um, you know, about not you know how we obey our parents, and then there's all about not how we treat each other in terms mm-hmm. of not killing one another, not stealing, mm-hmm. not lying, all these things that are like things that we shouldn't do, mm-hmm. but then there's this one that we need to do: observe mm-hmm. the Sabbath, mm-hmm. and I think that we maybe really mess that one up. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a day, it's a weekly thing, but it's also like this time of the year, get, maybe you have more opportunity to to try it more. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think that's great. I think, uh, you know, when Jesus said that 
what does he say? Man wasn't made for Sabbath, but Sabbath, Sabbath was made for man, right? right? Uh, John Mark Comer kind of calls it a weekly holiday. It's kind of like if you look at it that way as, as one day to step away and recharge and do the things that you and your family, you and your spouse right. care about and gives you life. Right. Like, uh, you know, these last two weeks that we've tried it, man, our Saturdays and Sundays have been so much more full of energy and joy because we have taken that time to really recharge. So, um, yeah, I think it it looks different for everybody, right? right? The things right. that I don't do on that Friday, Saturday are different than even my wife Lexi does on that Friday or Saturday because she's right. like, oh, I, I want to do these things. Okay, great. Right. But find what works for you and find a real way to just take a step back and breathe. I think it does a lot. Yeah. So. yeah, I think sometimes we think we're holding up the world mm-hmm. by everything that we do and everything we have to respond to. And not yeah. just us. I mean, everybody in yeah. general. And like, everybody is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And like you said, let the people that need to get through, get through on your phone. But otherwise, don't answer everything. You don't mm-hmm. have to. Right. right. He's even had the example before of like, you know, don't fight. Don't, don't argue. Don't, because you got six other days for that. Just, just have one day to (laughs) just, you know, try your best to live in peace and and just, you know, so I I like that example. Yeah. I like that too. Yeah. But anyway, I think that's all I have. Do you have any closing thoughts on this idea of slowing down? Are you good? No, get the book, read the book. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) It's actually a sponsored ad. Yeah. We get a, yeah. Uh, like but it. man, this is a wrap on season one yes. of the In All Things podcast. Yeah, I want to say thank you to everybody that's listened and watched and, and shared it and shared it. And I I know um, you got a routine in your week and you get that email. Some of the, if you're in the church email system, you get a email every Wednesday. And we just um, hope that you know we're hitting on some things that really speak to you. And mm-hmm. we want to encourage you in the middle of the week. So we look forward to being back. And thank you for all your ideas mm-hmm. and, and the cards you turned in. So we're going to really work on. Uh, making this something that is applicable to your life. Mm-hmm. And so happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy yeah. Thanksgiving. And to those of you who have taken the time to tell us how much you like this podcast, that does a lot for us, honestly, because this was something brand new that we're still kind of trying out and figuring it out. And so to hear that you guys like it and there's actual feedback that you enjoy, yeah. um, that 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 does a lot. Yeah, and so. I think too, we want to shout out to Jared and Davi over there, producers, and a lot of work uh, every week editing yeah. and listening having, to our voices. Listen, it's, <laughs> I hate listening to my own voice. I can't imagine how many times they have to listen to it. So yeah. we appreciate them. And uh, anyway, yeah. yeah thank well, you. Well, that's it. This All is right. a wrap. So we'll see you uh, at the beginning of 2022. We got some exciting things planned for, for next year. So this is the end of season one of the End All Things podcast. See you later. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the End All Things podcast. Our challenge for you today is to send this episode to one person. Seriously, think of somebody right now that could use this conversation and send it to them. If you have any questions, feedback, or topic ideas, please send them to podcast at sycamorecreek.org and make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Sycamore Creek Church so that you can always see what's going on in our world. If this conversation helped you at all, make sure you share it, leave a review, and subscribe so that you don't miss out on a single episode. We love you. God loves you, and we'll see you next week on the In All Things podcast.